What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Welcome to My Weekly Mixtape, a podcast that takes the classic mixtape approach to building a modern playlist. I'm your host, Brian Colburn. Joining me for tonight's collaboration is Michael Citro, host of Michael's Record Collection. Michael, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's always great to talk music with you. Likewise, I'm looking forward to this. So, Michael, I like to start every episode with the same question. What does the word mixtape mean to you? It means the entirety of my junior high and high school life, basically, and, and a lot of my college life, too. I made, I don't know how many mixtapes I've made in my life, but I can tell you that probably I kept the TDK and Maxell companies uh, afloat for a good portion of the 80s and into the 90s. I still have, I think, some unopened TDK 90-minute tapes in the uh, in the closet over here. So, yeah, it's... It's I, I would make one for every mood. I would make one for bands that I liked. I would make all kinds of things. I would obviously you make them for girls because, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the I think the whole reason they were invented. <laughs> uh, I believe that the last one I made was probably in the early 2000s. And it was a Led Zeppelin acoustic songs mixtape. I just took all the ones with the acoustic uh, guitar and, and I made one mixtape of Led Zeppelin songs that were acoustic. And that's the last one I, that, are, that I remember making. I may have made another one, but that's the last one I remember doing. Well, tonight you're going to be making one all over again. Although at the end of the day, we're not recording these songs in real time, but we're going to take that approach to making a mixtape and we're going to do it collaboratively together. Tonight, Michael and I will be curating a mixtape featuring the songs of 1983, which, and I can't believe I'm saying this, turns 40 years old old this year for clarification we're choosing songs from albums that were released in 1983 so if a single was huge in 1983 but it came from an album released in 1982 it doesn't count which unfortunately kills the most obvious choice right from the jump which is michael jackson's thriller it was easily 1983's biggest album but it was released on November 29th, 1982. So, boo, I know, (laughs) I know. For me, 1983 really felt like one of the defining years of my musical youth. There are so many great songs that truly shaped where I stand musically today. So I actually found it ridiculously hard to whittle down my bank of songs and I'm sitting here right now with 25 and I know after the 10 that I pick makes the mix, I'm going to be feeling sick over the 15 that didn't, but Michael, I'm kind of curious how easy was it for you to whittle down your bank of songs tonight? (laughs) And how much guilt do you already feel for the songs that may not make it? Well, I'm kind of laughing at you narrowing it down to 25 and talking about the 15 you're going to leave off because when you asked me to do this, I started with my 1983 playlist on Spotify, which has almost 400 songs in it. (laughs) And I was pretty surprised I got down to 100 songs in my bank. 
by uh, recording day. Ooh. So 1983, when you talk about this year, Brian, that's the end of my junior year of high school and the beginning of my senior year in high school. That is the music that lives with you for your life. That is the music that is ingrained in your DNA. You never forget it. You hear two notes of something and you know instantly the name of the song, the artist, the album it came from, maybe the record company, maybe the video and, and where you first heard it. That's the kind of uh, attachment you have to the, the songs that you sort of latched onto later in your high school career. Awesome. Well, with that being said, let's get down to business. Tonight, as I mentioned earlier, Michael and I will be curating a Songs of 1983 mixtape, and we'll use the old cassette deck approach, meaning our mixtape will be broken up into two sides, side A and side B. Michael, as my special guest, will begin side A with his first song choice, and then I'll add a song that I feel best follows up his choice. We'll then flip-flop choosing songs until we've mapped out the 10 songs for side A. We'll then give our mixtape a proverbial flip, and we'll map out side B. Only this time, I'll kick the side off with Michael following up. Our overall goal for this episode is to craft the best songs of 1983 mixtape possible using only 20 songs. And at the end of the show, you could take our conversation to the next level by visiting the Songs of 1983 page at myweeklymixtape.com and give our final mixtape a listen via the embedded playlist. Finally, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. Michael, before I turn it over to you to reveal your track one, some of the fellow mixtapers who follow me at myweeklymixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok have chimed in with their ideal opening track for a Songs of 1983 mixtape, and I wanted to share a few of them now so we have some musical food for thought hell maybe some of these are going to be the songs we're going to be talking about shortly patreon mixtaper david lee smith chimed in with stevie ray vaughn's texas flood follow the trowler chimed in with joe jackson stepping out jason whistle of the it's not that bad podcast chimed in with big countries in a big country jamie lynn howe chimed in with bonnie tyler's total eclipse of the heart eric chael chimed in with peter schilling's major tom coming home Hector Contreras chimed in with Brian Adams, The Only One. Coley Green chimed in with Dexie's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen. Rob Jones chimed in with Billy Bragg's A New England. Oh My God, I Love That Song chimed in with Daryl Hall and John Oates' Maneater. The Story Song Podcast chimed in with anything from Madonna's self-titled album. Tony Watson chimed in with Yes's Owner of a Lonely Heart. Bobby from the F and Cultured podcast chimed in with Elton John's I'm Still Standing. Michael Breen chimed in with U2's Sunday Bloody Sunday. And Jackson Walsh chimed in with Irene Cara's Flashdance, What a Feeling. Now, right there alone, Michael, that is a fantastic 1983 mixtape in and of itself. But with those picks now floating in the atmosphere, I'm officially pressing the record button on our mixtape, and the floor is yours. Why don't you dive into the song you chose to kick things off tonight? All right. Well, I'm glad that the song I chose to kick off side A is not one of the many that you just listed. I was was worried someone was going to steal my thunder. <laughs> the 1980s were such an amazing time for music. The early 80s when MTV was in fashion and you might have a metal song followed by a reggae song, followed by a punk song, followed by a, who knows, a poppy song. There was a little bit of everything going on. 
So I thought it's a mixtape. So you want to start off with something high energy. You want to start off with something that's going to really get you going. But it's the 80s. So I want a little bit of everything. So I'm not just going hard rock or metal here. I need to have a little bit of pop in it. I need to have a little bit of maybe attitude. Some you, I know you like your punk. So maybe a little bit of punk flavor to it. A little sneer. And nothing says all of that to me as much as Billy Idol's Rebel Yell. Yes. <laughs> you got the guitar hero, Steve Stevens. You got the poppiness in it. You got the the trademark Billy Idol sneer. It's got a little bit of everything. I think it's the perfect song to kick off a 1983 mixtape. Well, you scooped me on that one, which is great because it makes my list a little easier because <laughs> that is the exact song I had. I love talking about cover songs. That song's been covered a lot. Drowning Pool did it about 10 years ago. And more recently, Queensryche did a cover of the song on their latest album, which is actually really interesting. Oh, I'd like to hear that. It's very faithful to the original, but still has a Queensryche vibe to it. But going back to the original, that song is timeless. It's 40 years old this year. And if you start that up, I don't care what age you are. Your head's moving. You're getting into it. The song absolutely rocks. And it's one of those songs that, thankfully, 40 years from now, will still be looked at with the same feeling as I hope we have for that song today. It's got everything. You know, the guys will get into it. The headbangers like it. The, the pop fans like it. Everybody sings along with it. It is just anthemic. And like I said, just I couldn't think I, I thought long and hard about the first track because it's it's what kind of starts the whole thing and sets the mood. And um, you have to have a great first track on any mixtape. And I thought that was the right one to do. Anybody that needs to know the rules of a mixtape just needs to go and watch High Fidelity. Exactly. Well, I want to follow that up now and I'm going to follow it up with a song that's not as high energy, but is a fist pumper. Because after you got that rocking open, you want to have a song where everybody is in unison, pumping their fists in the air and screaming at the top of their lungs. And in 1983, we've got a lot of songs that would fall under that category. But I am going to go with the title track from Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil. I want this thing to be picked up in intensity. I want this to be picked up in the rock vein. And that song screams 1983. It's the glam look of Motley Crue. It was a different Motley Crue than you heard on Too Fast for Love, which was a little bit more punk-esque, a little bit more raw, a little bit more 70s glam. Shout at the Devil solidified Motley Crue as the band that everybody knows is Motley Crue. It is their real entrance. And I want to give a shout out to Eric, Time to Get Ill, and the Shane and I show, who both chimed in with this one. I can't think of a better song to follow up Rebel Yell with than Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil. It's a great one. We're keeping the fist pumping going. We're, you know, our fist was raised in the air already. It's going to continue to be raised in the air. I can't tell you how many adults I had to explain the fact that they're not satanic they're shouting at the devil they're actually shouting at him so it's not a satanic <laughs> thing you know these, these are the kinds of things you have to do in the midwest sometimes but well, well, yeah but what about 10 years earlier when van halen was running with i guess that must have been even worse <laughs> it probably was I, I think they just never took david lee roth as seriously for some reason 
It's a shame. <laughs> Maybe it was the fact that Motley Crue had some of the imagery and Van Halen didn't have any of that type of imagery. They were, you know, the, the laid back California look. They didn't really have the pentagram and the, the black clothes and stuff as much. Yeah. And, and when you think about like the Too Fast for Love era, it wasn't as solidified. It was a little more glam looking, a little bit more of the 70s style, which I keep saying punk, but to me, Too Fast for Love is the punkiest Motley Crue album there is, Mm -hmm. but Shout at the Devil really leaned into the hard rock scope of things, and I think that's really where Mick Mars put his stamp on the band's sound. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that's that's accurate. The Too Fast for Love and Shout at the Devil, obviously you're going to tell it's the same band, but it's definitely a new direction, and they're starting to find their legs a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So now this tape is starting to find its legs and I'm throwing it back to you to follow that one up. All right. Well, after a couple of rockers, I think we've got to pull it back a little bit. So I'm going to go mid tempo for the third track. And, but I still want it to rock a little bit still. I don't want it to have like, you just fall off the table and, and have this big uh, shift. So I'm going to go with a little bit of a mid tempo rocker and I'm going to go with the title track from Brian Adams cuts like a knife. All right. Fantastic song. I managed to go see Brian actually the same day as Live Aid, which was awesome. He had played in Philadelphia and then he flew into Ohio and and I saw him uh, at this outdoor venue. It was really a cool thing because I got to see him on TV and then I got to see him in person. And Brian's uh, music, especially that album, just was fantastic. The songwriting was great. The playing was great. You had this uh, these these raspy vocals and I think every single track on that album is just killer. Uh, it's a, one of those uh, patented all killer, no filler albums. And and I like the way that this kind of takes the mixtape down a little bit from where it was, but not completely falling off the table and doing just a, a heartfelt uh, light rock ballad. I agree. That's a great follow-up cuts like a knife, by the way, if you haven't seen the meme that goes around using the cuts like a knife CD on a pizza, you should definitely <laughs> You should look that one. I don't. I know. I know it's stupid, but every time someone says it to me, I chuckle because it really is like dad joke personified, and I love it. As a whole, that's actually a fantastic pick from that album. I know Hector Contreras had chimed in earlier at the top of the episode. I had mentioned with the only one, but I mm-hmm. think with where we're going, cuts like a knife follows up Motley Crue nicely because I could actually hear those two songs being played on one of the New York radio stations back to back and it wouldn't seem like too much of a far stretch mm-hmm. the only one is was on actually on my bank of songs and i just felt like and actually i, I like that song better than cuts like enough i just feel like when you're making a mixtape like this you at some point you got to change the energy slightly and take it in a little bit different direction otherwise you're just kind of you're you know you're always peaked at the same time it's like those uh brick walled uh recordings where everything is like maxed out on the noise level and and you never get that break and, and there could be a little fatigue set in. So I like to give you a little break, pull it back just a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of dynamics in the mix. I like where you're going. <laughs> well, following up Brian Adams, I think I could stay in that vein and still keep this going with that rock feel, even though this is a little more poppy, especially compared to Billy Idol and Motley Crue, but coming out of Brian Adams, I could go with a cover song, which I love because I love my cover songs. And I'll tell you right now, when I mention the song name, music nerds will immediately know that it is a cover, but 
for the average Joe music listener, they might not even know that one year earlier, a band called the bus boys on their American worker album released this song and it didn't really go anywhere. But a year later, Huey Lewis in the news turned it into a massive hit for the album sports. And that song is heart and soul. One of the more rocking tunes on sports. It's got enough guitar heft that I feel like coming out of cuts like a knife. It still keeps telling that story. And when you think about the sound of sports as an album, it has a lot of the horn sections. It has a lot of that big Huey Lewis sound and heart and soul is just a straight ahead rocking chorus, which I think speaks to where we're headed with this tape so far more than the heart of rock and roll, which would have been a great, like let's say side two opener, which I had kind of sitting in my bank there, but coming out of Brian Adams, Huey Lewis in the news, heart and soul. I like it. I had some Huey Lewis in the bank and that was one of the, that was, I think one of my last cuts, I still had a Huey Lewis song in the bank, but that was one of my last cuts that I just did this afternoon at the office. So yeah, I like the way it's flowing. Now you get the, the cuts like a knife, the heart and soul. You're right. A little more poppy. Got some, going to introduce some horns here and it's going to make for a nice flow. Cause then I know exactly where I need to take this mixtape from here. All right. Well, let's hear it. All right. So staying with a song that's a bit rocky, but getting maybe a little more leaning into the pop. I think that a good one to go here is Rick Springfield's Human Touch. Mm. Going to introduce a little bit more keyboard into the rock. And there's a lot of ways you can go from this point on. You know, you can you can go back to the guitars. You can go more synth. And this is one of my favorite Rick Springfield songs. It's um, I think at the time they thought it was going to be really futuristic, especially if you go back and watch the video. And it's really, really a cheesy video. But um, (laughs) (laughs) at the time, we were all like, yeah, that's what it's going to be like in the future. And now we're in the future and it's nothing like this. (laughs) Wow. Rick Springfield. That's tough because I'm scrolling through my list and trying to find something that comes out of that. Huh? You know what? I think I'm going to lean a little bit more into the synth a little bit here. But the song has a drive that screams rock. And yeah, I think I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go off of speaking in tongues. I'm going to go with talking heads, burning down the house. Okay. It's got a rock drive to it, even though it's a little bit more synthy, a little bit more new wave, but that song has that thump that takes you through it. That still maintains that edge that I feel like this tape has so far. And I want to give a shout out to McMarmots who chimed in with this one. And plus, it just gives me a good excuse to bring up Revenge of the Nerds when they're doing fireballs in the house and the guy turns around (laughs) and blows on the lighter and then this song is playing. This song's fantastic. It's probably my favorite Talking Heads song. And somehow to go from Billy Idol and Motley Crue to Talking Heads and have it still make sense right now is pretty damn cool. So I am going with Talking Heads burning down the house. Okay, I like it. And uh, that scene in the movie was funny. It was a little bit on the nose <laughs> to have that song playing. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I, I think this is a, a great first side to this so far. And we have kept it from going off the rails, but maybe it's going to start going off the rails. I don't know, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean even a little bit more into the synth because it was 1983 after all. And I think a good song to pivot to here is real life send me an angel wow 
I think this is a song that doesn't get enough play. I like to go deeper cuts, even though this was a hit song and a single. I think it's not one that would immediately leap into people's minds. So as a guy who appreciates deeper cuts, I kind of have to have at least one or two songs, even on a mixtape full of very famous and very highly rotated songs throughout the lifetime of these songs. I like to have something that maybe hasn't gotten as much airplay. So I think when you get into talking heads and you get burning down the house, you get that. Wah, 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 wah. And <laughs> I think that that will pivot nicely into real life's send me an angel. And I, I just adore that heartland album from real life. I think that it's a shame that it didn't do better in this country. Yeah, that's a fantastic pick, but man, I'm looking at my songs and trying to come out of that is that's tough, but you know what? The one thing this side is missing, we need the female voice to be heard on this mix as well. And mm -hmm. I think coming out of real life, I think you have to go with the Eurythmics. And I'm going to go with the title track, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, with a shout out to my friend Coley Green. I feel like coming out of real life, this is the song to do it. It still has that energy. It still has that rock vibe, even though it's poppier. Eurythmics rocked, man. They really did. They had a rock edge to their sound. And Annie Lennox's voice is perfection. And in this song, obviously you think about the cover that Marilyn Manson did a decade later, but this song wound up on rock stations, on pop stations, on MTV. It crossed a lot of boundaries and across a lot of barriers. And coming out of real life, it's the only one on my list that actually makes sense. So Eurythmics, Sweet dreams. It's amazing that you picked that because while you were talking about burning down the house, I really had narrowed it down. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I narrowed it down to real life or Eurythmic, that exact song. <laughs> that is awesome. amazing. Awesome. So we're kind of on the same wavelength. So that makes it a very difficult place to go from here. But the cool thing about that, your Eurythmics had two albums come out in 1983. So mm -hmm. I had a lot of Eurythmic songs in my, in my 1983 Spotify list that I had to narrow it down and cut a, I cut a few of the more obscure songs out and maybe some of the the more uh, slower paced ones out but but that one was still solidly in there and I was like I said I was going to pick that one if I didn't pick real life so it's awesome that those two ended up together it's like when you have two picks in a row in the NFL draft and somebody falls to you and you can't believe that they fell to you so you get to make that pick plus the pick you were going to make there you go so I guess that makes my turn I got to follow your rhythmics and I think I know how to do this. I think I know how to get that next step. I'm going to go with, because this is the, my last shot on side A, I'm going to try to bring the energy back level back up a little bit. And that's going to give you a place to go to from there. You can either maintain, you can come back down, you can go up. I think this one will flow nicely out of your rhythmic sweet dreams. I'm going to go David Bowie's Modern Love. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think it's got a little bit of the same 80s uh, keyboard-oriented pop in there, but it also brings it up a little bit more in the energy department, even though, you know, Eurythmics is a more of a, a slow-driving song or slower-driving song, mid-tempo, and then Modern Love brings it up not quite to where we started this side, but at least a half a notch from where, where, where we were with Eurythmics. So I think David Bowie flows nicely out of there. It does. And you did scoop me on David Bowie, but I actually had chosen in my bank, Let's Dance, with obviously mm. that legendary Stevie Ray Vaughan guitar work in it. 
And I do want to give a shout out to Josh Zimmer, Jason Spiegel, and my friend Matt at the X Radio X podcast. They all chose that as well. But Modern Love is just as good. I'm glad to see Bowie represented. This was a big year for him. And I think Mm -hmm. when I say it's an underrated Bowie album, people might like roll their eyes at me because Let's Dance was so massive. But when you compare it to the Ziggy Stardusts, I don't feel it has the recognition it should. It's a really, really, really good album. Yeah, terrific album. I did have Let's Dance in the bank. So it kind of was going to come down to if I did pick a David Bowie song, what was the appropriate song to flow from the previous song? I didn't think Let's Dance was quite the vibe I was going for coming out of your rhythmic sweet dream. So I think Modern Love at this point in the mixtape and, and on track nine of side A, I think Modern Love fits just a little bit better than Let's Dance. And of course, I also had China Girl. I had uh, Putting Out Fire, Cat People song in my bank as well. So uh, I'm a big fan of that album. Well, coming out of David Bowie, you could go in a couple of different directions, but I want to kind of stay in that same vein, but I want to go with something to close the side that is very iconic and very powerful. And I think I know where I'm going to go with this because it is a side ender. I don't want it to be too energetic, but I don't want it to be a snoozer either. And I'm going to go with one that has been covered by bands of a much heavier nature later in time. That band would be Mudvayne did a cover of it as did one of my bands in the early 2000s, but only the people that know me has heard this version. So they'll know it is my favorite song by this band. So when I bring it up, it'll make more sense. From Synchronicity, I am going to go with The Police, King of Pain, to close out Side A. The Latin jukebox chimed in with Every Breath You Take. I mean, you can go with so many songs off Synchronicity. Synchronicity 1, 2, Wrapped Around Your Finger, Every Breath You Take. That album was just a monster. And it's one of the biggest albums of the year. I feel like King of Pain was the best way to close off this kind of rock side that we've got going here, but still leave the door open for where we could go on side B. So I'm going to close it off with The Police, King of Pain. I'm glad you picked The Police. I had several of their songs in my bank for various various moods. Of course, I had Synchronicity 2 in there. I had uh, Wrapped Around Your Finger is maybe my favorite Police song of all time. It is wow. it is tremendous. We haven't gotten to any ballads, which is surprising. But around the, around the track four or five, you, usually that's where you get your ballad. We, we skipped right over that and just kept rocking. Yeah, we're we're just this is a party right now. This there's there's, there's no uh, there's no time for ballads at this point. <laughs> well, that mixtapers closes side A of our songs of 1983 mixtape. We started off with Billy Idol's Rebel Yell, Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil, Brian Adams Cuts Like a Knife, Huey Lewis in the News Heart and Soul, Rick Springfield Human Touch, Talking Heads Burning Down the House, Real Life Send Me an Angel. Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, David Bowie, Modern Love, and closing it out, The Police, King of Pain. Remember, you can head over to myweeklymixtape.com to hear all of the songs we're discussing in this mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Now, before we flip our proverbial mixtape over and start rocking out on side B, Michael, why don't you tell people a little bit more about Michael's record collection? Well, Michael's record collection is a multimedia <laughs> conglomerate. No, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> it's my podcast, but it's also a newsletter and a video channel. I do all three things because some people like to go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Other people like to read. Other people like to listen to stuff while they're in the car, while they're working out. So I do all three things and everything can be found at michaelsrecordcollection.com. But the podcast, basically how I describe that is we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. So I've had many musicians on to talk about albums that they've created or a couple of times I've had artists on to talk about other music. And I've had... People such as yourself, podcasters, I've had writers, people that do love music to come on and talk music with me. It's just a couple of music nerds uh, geeking out about some great songs. Uh, Usually there's a topic involved. I know you were on. We talked about The Cars, Heartbeat City. Oh, yeah. Uh, We talked about Pat Benatar together on one of my Mm -hmm. past episodes. And then, of course, after the uh, the very sad and tragic passing of Christine McVie, you know, we we jumped on and, and talked about her music for a while. So. Uh, these are the kind of topics that are covered. Also had uh, great musicians like Dennis DeYoung from Styx or Gil Moore from Triumph, Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. And a lot of what I do kind of centers around rock and roll, hard rock, classic rock, progressive rock. Those are the main things. But I get a little poppier sometimes, a little folkier sometimes, and and I have many interests. But it just uh, rock and roll is uh, is where my heart is. So that's that's kind of uh, all, all kind of subgenres of rock is kind of the uh, the sweet spot for me. 
And it seems to be that's the sweet spot where this mixtape seems to be hitting right now is a little bit of everything rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really uh, have not gone soft at all. We've kind of kept the, the energy pretty high and we haven't gotten really synthy. Like there's no um, naked eyes on here or whatever so far. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to go there because kicking yeah. off side B, I'm just going to go right into it. And I'm going to go with one of my favorite rock albums of the 80s. And I guess you could call it a classic rock album because the band was a classic rock band that kind of was making their transition into the 80s. And as a young child who was obsessed with cars, I could stare at this album cover for hours on end. And that album cover is Eliminator. And this is the opening track from it. So that is the opening track for side B of our mixtape, ZZ Top. Give me all your loving. I want to give a shout out to Patreon mixtaper David Lee Smith, who also chimed in with this one. This song, what a way to kick off an album. Just that drum beat. It's not a complicated drum beat. We're not talking about Neil Peart or Mike Portnoy here. This is just a straight ahead meat and potatoes drum beat. But guess what? As soon as it starts, your head starts moving. And when that guitar and bass kicks in, it's on. I love it. ZZ Top, give me all your loving. I love that. That was one of the two that made my cut to my song bank. Uh, ZZ Top's Give Me All Your Loving. The other one was Got Me Under Pressure if we were really, uh, you know, needed something high, high energy. But uh, yeah, you're right. That groove that they get into, but it's a good rock and driving beat. Uh, the guitar riff, uh, of course, Billy Gibbons is amazing. And I, you know, I really think that Frank Beard doesn't get enough credit for the engine room that he provides for that band. So I, I think that's a great pick and a great way to start off the side two of the mixtape. Yeah, he he's a human metronome. And that's one of those things where it gets underappreciated. Because if you go a little too fast or a little too slow with that song, you change the entire impact that that song has. And that's something that I think is very overlooked. He is He is literally a human metronome. And then with cover songs, because it just popped into my head, blues guitarist Walter Trout has a fantastic cover of it. Very faithful to the original, but he's got that Walter Trout growl in his voice. And I Mm -hmm. absolutely love that cover. Plus, his guitar is a little bit more flashy playing wise. And I mean that in a a, just a different style than the Texas blues that the Reverend is playing in it. So he adds a little bit more of the blues rock, maybe like of a Joe Bonamassa style to this song. I absolutely love that cover. It's worth checking out. But now I pass the torch back to you to dig in with track two on side B. It's really hard to follow ZZ Top because they are such a distinctive band. They got that Texas blues going. And I'm going to stay in a little bit of that that ruralness that ZZ Top's music sort of evokes. But I'm going to move from Texas to the Midwest. This was a song that I really didn't, I left it in my bank, but I didn't really think I would need to pull it out. But because it's uh, following ZZ Top, I think, uh uh-huh, I'm going to pick it out. And that was a clue because from the album, Uh uh-huh, I'm going with uh, John Cougar Mellon Campus. He was then uh, with Play Guitar. Wow. Okay. Awesome. I've got a little bit of that country tinge to the rock, but it's still a rocker. I like this song a lot. It's one of my favorite songs by him. You scooped the artist for me, which is great. (laughs) I actually had Authority Song on there, just in case we were kind of going down a more dancey, kind of upbeat, almost punkish kind of vibe. But Mm -hmm. Play Guitar, coming out of ZZ Top, works 
absolutely perfectly. I like the way this is flowing so much right now that I just want to go grab my boom box out of the closet and start making this tape. Well, thanks to the beauty of modern technology, you could just head over to myweeklymixtape.com and listen to the <laughs> embedded versions. <laughs> nice. I like the I like the ad drop there. That's of good. Of course, yeah, total cheap plug. Total cheap plug. So yeah. coming out of John Mellencamp, I want to keep the energy and I want to kick it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I want something that is going to have everybody in the room or in the car or in the stadium singing along. And I can't think of a better song on my list right now than Def Leppard's photograph from Pyromania. It's rock, but it still has a little bit of that 70s glam pop sound that Def Leppard has woven through their music throughout the years. And when that chorus hits, everybody's singing photograph together in unison. You got the harmonies going. I'm just feeling that coming out of John Cougar Mellencamp. It's not as twangy as other places I could go, but I still want to keep that energy up. And I feel like this does it. I have two cover songs for this one I should point out. Because you had mentioned, Mike, that you do listen to some Americana and some twangy stuff. In 2004, a band called Malibu Storm did an Americana version, almost country-esque of it. Very, very good. And then in 2010, Santana covered the track with Chris Daughtry on vocals. And Daughtry absolutely nails it. So coming out of John Cougar Mellencamp, maybe a little bit of a, not a full left turn, but maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit of a curve into Def Leppard's photograph. Yeah, that's great. I just talked about that album and that song on that album with the Def Leppard. Uh, Neil from the Def Leppard does a bang up job talking about all things Def Leppard. And so this is obviously <laughs> a, a crazy, it, it's crazy to think about this being as old as it is because 1983 to me, it seems like it was yesterday and uh, it's, it's been 40, 40 years. It's hard to even say it out loud. Uh, but yeah. but Photograph is is phenomenal. It was my first taste of Def Leppard, obviously through MTV. And it was one of those things that just was so different. It was a video that told a story at a time when MTV was playing a lot of, you know, sort of live on a soundstage type of videos and just really weird stuff. And this one kind of told a little mini story. And then you had these guys, these, you know, good looking dudes and, and, and the lead singer's wearing a union Jack sleeveless shirt and the drummer's got no shirt on. He's wearing uh, union Jack shorts and it captured, you know, the imagination, the music obviously captured the imagination of the guys and the look captured the imagination of the girls and everybody liked Def Leppard. And they became a very, very big band at a time when, there were just some imports coming in from, from England. And, and that mm-hmm. was one of the bands that really caught fire through MTV. So uh, Photograph's a great song. One of my favorite Def Leppard songs to this day. It's a great pick. And uh, I could see, I could see the turn there. Well, how are you going to, are you going to keep leaning into the turn? Or are you <laughs> going to kind of pivot it right back? I'm going to take a little bit of a weird turn here because this is track four on side B. And I think that's normally where you might get a little bit of a, curveball and so i've got this section of my song bank that's called outside the box and outside the box i've got songs that didn't quite fit in any one given category but i think there's one that i can insert here that might work and that is from my favorite band's self-titled album genesis i'm gonna go with mama Ooh, okay 
It's a little different vibe, a little darker, but it still has some power behind it. It's a rock song. It's got heavy drum beat. So I think it works here, but it is a little bit of a, of a left turn. And I acknowledge that, but this is a good place on a mixtape for a left turn. I love that pick. You did scoop the band. I had That's All waiting. I just didn't know if we were going to get into that funky realm where it would work. Mm-hmm. So like if you had chosen David Bowie's Let's Dance, I might have closed side A with That's All, given that kind of a funky Phil Collins ending to it. But I like yeah. where you're going with Mama here in this situation. But yeah, coming out of it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of a palate cleanser if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And people like to, you know, you might want to call that a deep cut. You did on side A with Real Love. I think I'm going to go with a deep cut here. Okay. Coming out of Genesis. And it is a little bit of a stretch. It's going to definitely be another, we're going to be weaving on side B here between <laughs> lanes. But I think I'm going to give you a nice palette to bring us home for the rest of the tape. And I'm going to go off the band's self-titled album, very underrated band, very amazing lineup. I would call this a super group, if you will, with Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead and a young Dave King who would go on to front nice. the amazing flogging Molly. I'm going to go with Fastway, Say What You Will. Let's pick the like party it. up here. I love dropping the flogging Molly knowledge on people about Fastway because I would say, do you realize that in 1980s, Dave King sang in a, what would be pretty much a hair rock band and people look at me and tell me I'm absolutely crazy. And then I play the song and their jaws, you hear it hit the ground. He is <laughs> such an incredible hard rock singer and he's still he such is. an incredible singer. Say what you will just picks up the energy. It's got that motorhead vibe with a little bit of a blues touch to it and dave king's vocals are just perfect on it it's got that 80s snarl and that 80s swagger if you want to call it that so my track five fast way say what you will i really like that i had submitted that song to you for your opening guitar riff uh mixtape as well as a suggestion Mm -hmm. because i love this band I rue the. I know everybody loves their flogging Molly, but I rue the day that Dave King swore off metal and decided it was stupid because he was so good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fastway was the second band that I ever saw live on the first concert that I ever went to, as there was a four band bill, heavy metal bands, started with Kick Axe, a Canadian band. Uh huh. I remember them. Then Fastway. Then after Fastway was Quiet Riot and then Scorpions. So that was Ooh. an amazing day. And uh, same venue where I saw Brian Adams, outdoor venue. Uh, we were in a sort of like this cordoned off VIP section on the right in front of the stacks and stacks of speakers. So I didn't hear very well the next day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or till now. <laughs> yeah, I'm still having trouble with that ear. Uh, Matthias Jabs from Scorpions did some permanent damage, I think. <laughs> uh, but that was a, a fantastic day. I will I will never forget Dave King throwing a Nerf football into the crowd and having it thrown back to him during the show. An amazing band. And I think a band that you're right, underrated, should have been bigger. And, you know, given who was in the band, they were a super group. Yeah. 
And now you're you have kind of a blank slate to go anywhere you want, although it is leaning a little bit more in the rock arena again. It really is. It's going to be difficult to go from there. But how I connect the dot there is I go with. Why not just follow Fastway the way that the band followed Fastway at the first concert I ever went to and go quiet riots. Come on, feel the noise. All right. We're going to rock. Let's go ahead and rock. And this one also has a little bit of a poppy vibe and a little bit of a, of course, it is a cover. It's a little bit of a glam vibe from the original from Slade. And and I think that this works pretty well right after Fastway. I think think it's a good pivot. And now you can also go harder or you can pull it back. So I think that this is a good side B now. It was a little bit all over the place and now it's starting to really gel as we, as we hit the home stretch. Yeah, and like Side A, Heart and Soul by Huey Lewis in the News, I will just say it. Maybe this is a hot take because I still have nothing but love for Slade, but Quiet Riots, Come On, Feel the Noise is the definitive version. I agree with you, I, and I love Slade, So, but Quiet Riot, there was just something magical about those musicians at that time. Uh, Kevin Dubrow was one of those guys who's just absolutely overlooked when you think of the great vocalists of the 80s he had that mouth like what he described it. He got a mouth like an alligator in metal health. It, that's a perfect description of him. But Rudy Sarzo and even Chuck Wright, who did some of the bass work on that album before uh, Rudy came back to the band, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Cavaza, Frankie Benali is fantastic drummer. This is a band that almost gets relegated to punchline status, but Quiet Riot was a band that rocked and had the respect of everyone else on the Sunset Strip. In 2016, I went to a record show in Pennsylvania and uh, Frankie Benali was one of the guests of honor at the show. I, I don't want to, was one of the people signing and doing signings and meeting fans mm-hmm. at the show. And my cousin and I went for the weekend and we went the first day, we walked around, we took pictures, we did some browsing and stuff, stayed at a hotel. We got up the next morning for breakfast. And Frankie Benali was at the same hotel as us. So we walked over and just said, hey, Frank, you know, we're big fans. We just wanted to say how much we love metal health. You know, we think your music's awesome. And he's like, oh, dude, that's incredible. And we sat down to eat and he kind of looked both ways. He goes, do you care if I sit with you? And we're like, sure. So we sat at a, <laughs> at a Hampton Inn in, I think it's Oaks, Pennsylvania, and we just sat at the table with him talking music for a half hour and eating breakfast and just shooting the breeze. And I said, by the way, I've, you know, I've got my metal health album in the car and he goes, grab it. And he's got it. He signed it for me. I've got it framed up on my wall. Now I was really bummed when he passed. He mm-hmm. was one of the most down to earth. He, he was not a rock star there playing rock star. He was just a fan amongst the fans and the love that he had for quiet riot trying to keep it going until his death. And the fact that it's still going now, I know it catches a lot of hell from some people that says, why would they keep the band going? It's because of what Frankie Benali put into it. Even though there were different singers and there's all the drama about that. He just kept trying to keep that spirit alive because it, it, it really drove him and fueled him. And it was a big loss when he passed and, you know, F cancer because I would have loved to, you know, have seen them live again. So a little bit of a downer there, but I love Frankie Benali. I love Quiet Riot. Yeah, that's a great story. 
Thank you. Thank it's you. It's a great story that you have. And and not only do you have that great memory, uh, I think if people don't know, there's a great documentary that mm-hmm. Frankie did called Now You're Here, There's No Way Back. I recommend that highly. Go check it out. I love rock documentaries, but even if you don't love all the rock documentaries that I love, I think that's one that everybody can enjoy. And I think you will gain a lot of respect for Frankie through that documentary. So coming out of Quiet Riot, when that song comes on, my pedal starts to push down a little bit more. And at this point, I want to keep that energy going and I want to floor it. And I can't think of a better way to floor it than going off of 1983, because obviously that's the year we're talking about. Peace of Mind, Iron Maiden, The Trooper. We're going to turn this thing up to 11. We're getting a speeding ticket now. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> and and you know what? When we get pulled over, the cop's going to roll down the window, license and let, oh, wait a minute. You're listening to Maiden. He's going to give us the metal horns and he's going to send us on our way. Iron Maiden, the trooper. I want to give a shout out to Seeker 11, who also chimed in with this one. Come on. I mean, Iron Maiden is legendary. Hopefully, 2023 is the year they're finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like they very much deserve. They're pioneers of metal and being a metal and rock guy and all the genres I listen to, this song just stood out for me amongst the rest of Peace of Mind. So following up, come on, feel the noise. Let's hear it for the trooper. Wow, that's a great pick. And I have two Iron Maiden songs still in my bank after crossing out several others. Uh, from that album and the trooper was one of the songs that i picked on a recent episode i I had a a couple of fellow podcasters come on we picked our favorite wake up morning songs and the trooper was one of those for me that i picked because it's one of those songs that first thing in the morning if you're on your drive to work if you play the trooper you are waking up you're not going to need that caffeine you're not going to need to stop for coffee you're going to have that caffeine buzz from that song it's just it's a classic iron maiden gallop uh, it's high energy. Bruce sings the heck out of that song. And uh, yeah, that that's an amazing song. A great pick uh, coming out of Quiet Riot. And now you have the task of trying to figure out where to go from Iron Maiden. Do we keep going upward? Do we bring it down? What do we do here? Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? And it, we're running out of room here on this uh, side B. So I've got two picks left and I can eat, I can change the direction now that we take or I can keep that thing going. But the song that I, I feel like fits the best here, I'm looking right now at this bank of songs, Brian, and I see so many songs I'm going to lament leaving off of this mixtape. Mm-hmm. But that's just the nature of the beast. And speaking of the beast, unfortunately, he just announced that he will not be touring anymore. The legendary Ozzy Osbourne played the role of a beast in a video for the title track to his Bark at the Moon album. And I think Bark at the Moon is a great follow-up to The Trooper. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Definitely is. I love that you picked that. You scooped it. I'm happy you scooped it. We needed to have Ozzy in there. And I was trying to like hint to you with iron maiden because <laughs> but then again we don't i don't know like there was the whole iron maiden ozzy thing at Ozfest with the messing around with the sounds and i know the two bands don't like each other but musically back to back come on that is awesome i love that pick yeah this is a tape that you're not going to want to take out of your player you're going to want to leave it in there and 
keep going when you flip it over and, and listen to the whole thing over again. It's this is a lot harder rock than I thought we would get in, in 1983 with all of the synth that was coming into popular music at the time and all the different styles of music there were. And we've threatened to take it in other directions throughout this program, but we like our rock. We're rockers, Brian. Yeah. And I'm leaning right into that because on one hand, if you've got Ozzy Osbourne, on the other hand, I have to come up with my last song of the night. And I feel like where this rock is headed, we just got to raise the horns up for the man who probably started these horns And I'm going to go with the title track from Holy Diver, and I'm going to go with Dio. And I want to give a shout-out to Chris Agar, who chimed in with Stand Up and Shout, another great Dio song. Either one would work. But seeing where we're coming with Bark at the Moon, I kind of wanted to keep the heft but change the pacing a little bit so that way it didn't become almost one BPM throughout all the last couple of songs. So I'm going with Dio's Holy Diver, and that's my last song of the night. But I'd love to hear what you think about that one coming out of Ozzy. Wow. I think it's a great song coming out of Ozzy. It just doesn't leave me any room for the final track to do a whole lot. There's so many songs that I want to get to, and I'm going to leave them all off. But it is an absolutely inappropriate song coming out of Bark at the Moon for Holy Diver. I might have gone Rainbow in the Dark there instead, but that certainly works too. So, I I, I mean, yeah, you got your Ozzy and your Dio and your Iron Maiden Back to back to back. I mean, I don't know if that's if there is there an unholy trinity. Is, is that a thing? <laughs> there is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it though. It's pretty great. It does leave a lot of pressure. It's like I go metal again. Uh, you know, there is a lot of pressure there. But man, this side B, you're going to get your fill of rock. It really makes Mama stand out now as the sore thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now you have the challenge. What do you close out side B with? That is a challenge. And, you know, I'm looking at this list and there's so many iconic albums. We're going to get killed for leaving off of this thing. But we have to leave some of these things off. And I was hoping to get some of the uh, pop that I like. That's a little more, uh, again, deeper cut in here. That's not going to happen. I've got to go with something that is... You know, it's not completely a left turn, so it's going to have to have high energy. It's going to have to have some rock to it. And you start with a bang, you need to end with a, a bit of a bang, too. So that makes things really difficult. You're not going to get Cindy Lauper here from me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you're not going to get Elvis Costello's Every Day I Write the Book here from me. But something's got to go here. Whew. I am going to take a little bit of a left turn here, though. I'm gonna, I am gonna go a little deeper, and I don't know if this is something that you're into, because I do know you like your your punk aesthetic. I don't know if you would count these guys as a as a clear cut punk band, but and I'm probably gonna get some stick for ending the the uh, mixtape with this. But I really like this song. It's a high energy song, and. It's not sort of in the same exact rock vein. It's got a different vibe to it, but it's still energetic as hell. I'm going to go with the Plimsolls a million miles away. Wow. I think that's a good way to end this album with a little bit more of an obscure song, but good energy. It's going to introduce some people. You've got this thing in your player. This last song comes on after Holy Diver. They've known every song. They're going, who's this? 
And then you get to be cool and explain to them who the Plimsolls are. So I, I like it. I really was hoping there would be some kind of tie-in that I could end this thing with zebras who's behind the door, but I don't think we quite got there. Yeah, I don't know if that would have worked. It probably, you know what? Anything could have worked in this playlist as a whole. Hearing the plimsolls at the end, I would have actually thought you would have followed up fast way with that. Because I feel like those two would have went nice back to back. But then again, you went to the quiet riot and then it took off. Yeah. Okay. Look, we're going to try something new tonight. I might have to start doing (laughs) this moving forward. What's one song on your list that there was no way in hell it would have fit, but that you want to give a special shout out to? You know, it's a nice way to put it. Uh, man, I was looking at all of these iconic albums like, uh, oh my gosh, we didn't pick from Journey's Frontiers, for example. Right. Uh, I want to give geez. a shout out to David Owens, who chimed in with Separate Ways, Worlds Apart, and I kept looking for a spot to plug that one in, and I just yeah. didn't see it. You had Billy Joel's Innocent Man in here. Yep, that you was on my list. Elton John had an album about the fix. Reach the Beach came out that year. Man, there's so many. What did not fit from 1983 that I would have loved to have had on here? I'm going to give a, a shout out. Again, this is a very deep cut because there's no way this would have. There was a little bit of a, an opening at one point in this in this mixtape where it would have fit. But I'm going to give a shout out to a regional favorite of mine, the Michael Stanley Band. Oh, came out with a song in 1983 called "My Town." It is he's he's basically singing about his his love for Cleveland, and I think that that's a song that more people need to know about. So that's the one that I don't see how it would have fit on here, but that's one I would have liked to have found a way to get on there. And, and some of the other ones I've already mentioned, I'm not going to go back over them and steal your thunder, but uh, uh, yeah. That's one that I think a lot more people should go and play and check that one out. Awesome. Well, the song that I thought you were going to close with, considering <laughs> where I went with the Ozzy Dio or Maiden Ozzy Dio trio, I thought you were going to close with something from Kill 'Em All, and we didn't. So somehow, nothing from Metallica made tonight, which is strange. But I do mm. want to give a shout out to Ryan Howell, who chimed in with the Four Horsemen from that. But my track that didn't make the list because there was just no place I saw it making sense was Violent Femmes Blister in the Sun. And I want to give a shout out to Rob Jones who chimed in with that one. I just don't see any place on this mixtape where that song would not have felt like a complete, you know, screeching wheel, left turn, 180, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So that would have been my, I guess you'll call it an honorable mention track for the night. But without our honorable mentions, side B of our mixtape started with ZZ Top's Give Me All Your Lovin', John Cougar Mellencamp's Play Guitar, Def Leppard's Photograph, Genesis's Mama, Fast Ways Say What You Will, Quiet Riot's Come On, Feel the Noise, Iron Maiden's The Trooper, Ozzy Osbourne's Bark at the Moon, Dio's Holy Diver, and The Plimsolls A Million Miles Away. Remember, you can always head to myweeklymixtape.com to hear all the songs we've discussed in the mix through the playlist embedded on the episode page. Now, Michael, before we eject this masterpiece of a 1983 mixtape, why don't you tell people once again where they can find Michael's record collection to learn more? All right. Well, everything kind of stems from my website, michaelsrecordcollection.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike's Records, and it's Michael's Record Collection 
on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and I do have a TikTok. I don't post very much. I don't find the time to make videos very often, but I do have one. You can follow me there. Uh, michaelsrecordcollection.com is the place to go. And there's a link right there on the front page where you can sign up for that free e-newsletter, get it in your email every week. doesn't cost you anything. You don't even have to read it. Just sign up for it. I don't even care if you read it. <laughs> Michael Citro, as always, man, I love talking music with you. Thank you so much for joining me on my weekly mixtape. And I look forward to continuing our musical discussions in the future. Thanks again, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. I, I just hope that your listeners will forgive us for not putting anything from you two or REM in this mixtape. Yeah, that was another one that I kind of was sitting there and I'm, I almost didn't want to mention it. But now, guess what? Cat's out of the bag. huh? <laughs> Remember, folks, you can find me at My Weekly Mixtape on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And you can also head over to MyWeeklyMixtape.com to hear the music discussed on tonight's episode and to check out the full catalog of My Weekly Mixtape episodes. If you want to support the show, please consider becoming a Patreon mixtaper at patreon.com forward slash myweeklymixtape. That's all for this week. Thank you once again for listening, and until next time, enjoy the tunes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.